Dallas and Winnipeg continue to lose, but thanks to Tampa Bay, the Minnesota Wild are probably not in a position to buy anymore. Thanks a lot, you jerks. We'll talk about the Tanner Janot trade and what it means for the Wild at the deadline today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Alex McLeddy joins us as we recap an eventful week for the Minnesota Wilds, look ahead to a busy week before the trade deadline, and the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning broke the trade deadline before the Wild had a chance to do anything. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and joined, as mentioned, by Alex Micheletti here on a victory Micheletti Monday after the Wild took down the Columbus Blue Jackets. In Kirill Kaprizov, I should say, took down the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime yesterday. And so, Alex, we, we talked about it. We have talked about it in the lead-up to this final few days before the trade deadline starts. And the Wild are in a good position. They're now second in the Central Division because Winnipeg just continues to lose. The Dallas Stars have the most statistically odd record in the uh, the year 2023 so far as they're 8-7-6. and six. So the Central Division is right there for the taking. And despite all the struggles that the Wild have had this year offensively, they're right in the mix. It's unbelievable, right? Uh, you know what a what a difference a week can make, um, or a week, couple weeks. It's it's a roller coaster. Uh, I don't know how this division is going to end up. Um, you know, we have teams dropping off and um, <laughs> uh, just waving the white flag, making crazy trades. Um, we have teams that have have guys that are they're just holding out for trade related reasons. But are they actually going to trade them? Who knows? Um, uh, the market is just, you know, it's, it's chaos right now. Um, and so this week is going to be even crazier. Uh, you know, I can't wait, uh, for Friday. Yeah. It's going to be just an absolute mess this week. Cause as you alluded to, there are trades that were apparently like at the five yard line that no longer are happening. <laughs> it's just absolute chaos. And despite all of that, you look at what the wilds were able to do this past week. They beat Columbus twice. One game took overtime, but uh, it's a Columbus team that did take the Edmonton Oilers to the brink. Uh, well, I should preface that they took Jack Campbell to the brink. Yes. Uh, but then after he was pulled, it was pretty much smooth sailing for the Oilers. Uh, a really good game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was actually really impressed with how the Wild played in that one. Just came down to a turnover and William Nylander in overtime that led to the loss there. But you have this team that just continues to find ways to win despite 
still really only having the one line that is scoring consistently and just a, a, a bunch of guys kind of the down the rest of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, Kirill's on a Kirby Puckett-like run right now. It's, it's, it's insane. I really hope, you know, I predicted that he would get 50 goals, you know, 50 plus. I, I hope. You know, he, he can still get there. Um, the, the way he's he's scoring, I mean, uh, he he should. Um, you know, it's it's just an incredible run he's on. Um, but uh, you know that if you know if they make the playoffs, you know that you, you, we've seen it. Uh, you can't rely on him to be the only scorer. Um, that's where they ran into issues with Kevin Fiala being on the milk carton and not doing anything in the playoffs and getting taking, you know, mind, mind, you know, mind numbing penalties and uh, just getting frustrated. And so um, they're going to need a second line to, to help them. So, um, you know, someone's got to help uh, Joel Erickson Eck, um, you know, um, you know, Matt, Matt Boldy hasn't scored in a while, so they're going to have to get him, him going again, um, you know, try to follow uh, Brandon Duhame uh, lead there and, um, you know, it's, it's somebody, somebody, Jordan Greenway's not doing anything. Felino's not doing anything. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough. The fourth line doesn't get a whole lot of minutes. So, but you know, it's, someone's got to, someone's got to help. <laughs> somebody has to do something. And I, I was on today with the, uh, the guys at the soda pod um, today also. And I believe that uh, that episode will have dropped uh, either shortly after or right around the time that everybody's listening to this. And I liken it to what we're seeing with the second line. I liken it to the top line center position that we saw with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello, where you don't necessarily need this like world beater performance in that spot. And that spot specifically is the other wing on line two. I'm comfortable enough with what we've seen from Jewel Erickson Eck as a guy that gets to the net and Matt Boldy to say that I think those two work well together. Mm-hmm. And you don't need, like, the Wild have been able to get good performances from that line with Adam Beckman, with Sammy Walker, with Brandon Duhame, all on those lines. And so you don't need you don't need like a top five player in the NHL at that spot. You just need somebody that in the case of Walker and Beckman can help drive the offense or in the case of Brandon Duhame just works their tail off at getting to the puck and getting there first and generating chances that way. And I love Marcus Foligno as, as a player, as a teammate, but he just he does not do that, and he has not done that this year. And so him being the guy on that line with Boldy and Erickson Eck just does not seem like a fit for me. No, it's it, um, it throws everything off. Um, you know, you feel bad for a guy like Erickson Eck too because he's having the best year of his career, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, a lot of the a lot of his offenses has had to come from the power play. Um, you know, it's, it's gotta be frustrating for him too. Um, you know, cause I'm sure he would love to play with Krill and, and, and Zuccarello five on five, you know, uh, but you know, they, 
they can't do that right now with this team. And uh, now Ryan Hartman started to play a lot better too, which is, which is great to see. Um, and um, this team is so weird because um, their wings can uh, generate offense really without a really good center play. Right. Um, yeah. You, you see the top teams in the league, uh, Boston, Patrice, Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, um, Toronto, they have, uh, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, Austin Matthews, you know, all these teams that their centers are the ones that um, are the ones that get, you know, get you know, the offense going uh, with the, with the wild, it's the wings. Um, so um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, a, it's a different way to, um, to stir the drink you could say. And, uh, but come playoff time, you need really good center play. So, uh, um, and that's what, that's why the wild have struggled come postseason. but maybe, yeah, maybe this year is different. Well, and we'll see. And, you know, final note before, and we'll talk about the, tr- we'll talk about the trade deadline ripples. <sighs> Still annoyed with that. Um, and we'll talk more about that no in a bit, but you look at the Western conference right now. And let's look at, so the Wild are in the second spot in the Central Division right now. The Wild cards right now are Winnipeg in the number one, Seattle in the number two spot, and uh, Winnipeg has 71 points, Seattle has 70, Calgary has 66, and after that, that's the list. Because Nashville just, they got rid of Nino Niederreiter, and Tanner Janelle, who <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but they, they've signified that they're done. St. Louis is done. Vancouver's too far back. And then you have Arizona, San Jose, Chicago, and Anaheim, who are not even close. So you have one team, one team outside the postseason picture right now that is fighting for a spot. Everybody else is already in or has already tapped out. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Um, you know that Kraken team. I don't. I just don't think the goaltending is going to hold up for them unless they try to make a move because Martin Jones has been horrendous oh. lately, and uh, Grubauer's been awful too. He gave up another. You know, Toronto's a, a wagon, but um, you know, it's apparently the Wilders the only team that can really slow down that offense. But um, you know, they gave up another five spot. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't see Seattle. Hold, they're holding on for dear life. Uh, Calgary's holding on for dear life because their goaltending. <laughs> Markstrom. Uh, he's <laughs> like that tweet I, I saw last night. Uh, he's he's colder than ice cold. Uh, Markstrom. Yeah. Um, yeah let me um let me find that quick because that's that is a uh, a great pull by you. Um, just did a little digging late in the night last night because you know it's a weekend nobody mm-hmm. goes to bed at a at a requisite <laughs> time um the markstrom numbers are just awful uh so far this season it's something like already here in 2023 he has given up here it is jacob markstrom has already allowed three plus goals three plus goals in eight starts in 2023 alone Philip Gustafson's done it eight times all season. <laughs> it, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, I don't know what happened with his change from Vancouver to Calgary, but it just 
um that uh you know that contract's been a nightmare um and he's he's kind of holding them back um you know there's also some guys that maybe haven't uh uh, really adapted to um you know Sutter's system there uh you know Jonathan Huberdro's agent Alan Walsh uh, just attacking uh, <laughs> uh that you know that organization Not, never a good thing when your agents publicly airing out um what you're probably saying behind the scenes um and yeah it's just it's been a nightmare um you know I don't think um you know the cadre move by them you know it's hasn't worked out totally. Um, and so they're going to come right down to the wire there with Seattle, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fascinating, but I have in the span of 24 hours in the span of 12 hours changed my tune entirely on how the trade deadline should go. And so when we come back, we will talk about that because as I said in the open, Tampa Bay really threw a monkey wrench into the rest of the trade deadline. And so we have to air some grievances there as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Our next partner has a product I use every single day of the week. And let's take a look at it right right from here. I started taking AG1 because it helps you simplify your vitamin and supplement routine. All you need is one delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Plus, AG1 is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. The NHL trade deadline is Friday, March 3rd. You can join us for a live Locked on NHL YouTube show from 2 to 4 p.m. as the Locked on NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The trade deadline. Let's talk about it because, uh, well, I, uh, I've changed my tune completely. Alex, I know we've been pretty staunchly on the team buy up until what happened yesterday. Tanner Janot traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning in a deal that included a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a fifth-round pick, and Cal Foote just to add to it. Is this one of the most like egregious overpays in 
trade deadline history. And I say that fully understanding that the Wild have maybe one of the top 10 they're on their own right in Martin Hansel. I should probably censor that. But is this Tanner Janot deal the new just gross over by that a team has made in recent memory? Yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Um, you know, they made this trade, you know, after they gave up seven goals, you know, you know yesterday. I mean, just hideous. Brian Elliott gave up, uh, you know, I think six in, in, in one period. Oh. Just, just hideous. You know, I think they needed – I think they needed more help on the back end than anything. Um, you know, this is a guy that has scored five goals this season. And just think this return, it might be more than the Patrick Kane return, which is just, <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. Now, maybe the, you know, maybe it goes up now after they, after they see this, um, you know, trade. I would hope. Um, I would hope. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, we're going to look back at it. I think in my opinion, uh, I think you, you have a similar thoughts as me. I mean, as one that just, you know, really is going to hurt them for the future too. Um, they don't have many draft picks. They keep trading away their first round draft picks and you need those to be successful um, in the NHL. Um, you know, it, you know, uh, you know, they've won a couple of cups, but um, you know, they kind of remind me they might turn into the San Jose Sharks of the future here. Look at the Sharks. I mean, they have guys, you know, going into the 30s now, um, you know, that are kind of on the decline there. Um, and now they don't know what to do. Um, they don't have a ton of prospects. So, you know, San Jose is kind of just going to be in the tank for uh, a long time here. So, I I don't know what what Tampa's going to do to get out of it because they don't have a whole. If you look at their AHL team too, it's not it's not great. So no, yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll put it this way: is because I, I had somebody respond to one of my tweets poking fun at the trade, and I know there are comparisons being made because uh, Tampa Bay does this all the time. Mm-hmm. in that they they go get a guy who is not doing well in their current spot and they turn him into just the prototypical Tampa Bay Lightning rise to the highest occasion. It's just this is like going to McDonald's and paying $51 for a plain cheeseburger. Like, he Janelle is a guy that he hits. He's physical. That's it? Like, this would be the same, this would be the same as the Wild giving up if they would re redo the Ryan Reeves trade, would be like giving up three picks to get Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy. I mean, but you know, five picks for one guy, and he's not in your top six. Like that's that's what's uh, gonna just affect the rest of the you know the trade market here because this is a guy that doesn't score. I mean, he had five goals this season. I know Nashville's not doing great, but you know he wasn't in a top six in Nashville either. So that much for a guy that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't wait to, you know, hear, um, you know, the press conference on this, just to see what, what their thoughts are. I mean, I know, I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think he's at the same level as a Nick Paul or Brandon Hagel who they no. picked up previously. Those guys can at least score. This guy doesn't score. Well, um, and know, so. Winnipeg just gave up, 
a 2024 second round pick for Nino Niederreiter, who does score and is a top six guy. Great business by Winnipeg. That trade makes sense. This one does not. And the ripple effect that it causes is every team with a player now that is on the block. Vancouver, for one. Brock Besser. They're saying Tampa Bay gave up that for Janelle. We need to hold out for two first-round picks for Besser. Yeah, 100%. Now JT Miller's back in the mix, too, um, because they saw that return, and they're like, we need to. Can we please get off this uh, this you know horrendous contract? But you know, pe- teams are still intrigued by JT Miller because he can score. You know, um, you know James Van Riemsdyk, who's having just a horrendous year, but teams are poking around uh, on him just because of uh, the history. Uh, but his price is going to go up. I mean, I don't want to pay a, a first round draft pick for him, but. It seems like if they after they saw the Jano, they're gonna want that and and more because they know they know he's one of the few remaining options. And so it's gonna be interesting to see if uh, if Chuck Fletcher can uh, can get a team to bite on JVR. Yeah, I'm I'm out on Van Riemsdyk. He's yeah. he's just not producing at a level because. So I look at it this way with Van Riemsdyk. You bring him in, and he is essentially in a similar position to a handful of the guys that the Wild currently have. Is a player that can score, but is not scoring at his usual levels. And so does does a trade reignite his scoring touch? Or do you just end up putting more pressure on a guy because, okay, he's the one you brought in. He's the one that's supposed to save the season. Yeah, another problem with him, too, he's not the fleetest of foot now. Oh, um, yeah, at no. The stage. Then... Um, and that, uh, do you want to slow down a, a, a wild team that is already struggling to score five on five? I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, the only reason why you would bring him in is to help on power play, but the power play has actually been, you know, one of the, <laughs> the good things with this wild, wild team right, right. now. So, um, yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense, um, you know, but if they become desperate and, you know, that's the only guy who, who knows, but now things have completely changed with the, with the trade market. Which is why I wonder if Bill Guerin goes the good old fashioned hockey trade route. He seems to like to do it where you give up something on the roster because let's, let's face it. Um, there are a couple of guys that probably could benefit from a change of scenery. We've talked about that extensively throughout the season. And with the prices going up, like if you want somebody that's physical, that doesn't score a ton. Do we have a guy for you? We've got a few of those for (laughs) you. And so maybe he finds somebody that can score and is maybe on a con maybe you find a way to do something where you take Jordan Greenway and you flip him um to another team and you get a player that maybe isn't making the same amount as Brock Besser is but basically finds a trade to where you're not giving up picks you're not giving up prospects you're doing the good old fashioned hockey trade to hope that a change of scenery will benefit both players. 
maybe that's the route they go. Yeah, it was kind of interesting the you know Bill Guerin's comments yesterday too about Matt Dumba saying you know um, you know Matt's been playing his best hockey of late and um, you know you, you know it's it's tough to to get rid of a guy that's you know, such an important part of the room but I can't guarantee um, that he'll be on the team the rest of the season so it kind of seems like that he's still trying to figure out what he's going to do in that Dumbo. It's not a hundred percent shut. Um, so, you know, we'll see you know, if a team comes calling because, you know, you know, teams are always looking for defense. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, we, we've seen some high scoring games lately in the NHL. Um, just goalies giving, giving up five, six goals. Like <sighs> it's, it's insane. Um, you know, this weekend, the, the was some of the best, you know, you know, like if you, if you like offense, uh, you know, we had a ton of that this weekend in the NHL. Yeah, so, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know. I'm kind of wondering if Bill Guerin didn't anticipate the Tanner Janot trade because his comments, his comments lead you to believe that he was like, well, we're not really getting offers that we would like on a per- bunch of guys but that could always change. And then all of a sudden this trade happens and I'm sure everybody's back on the menu. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine all the, the rest of the GMs in the, in the league seeing what Nashville uh, pulled off here. Um, you know, it, it completely, uh, you know, changed, uh, I'm sure a lot of war, war rooms and uh, it'll be interesting that, you know, the wild are kind of taking the war, the war room on the road too. Um, yes. you know, so <laughs> it's not going to be at the X. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating, uh, to see, uh, you know, exactly, um, you mentioned him earlier, Brock Besser and, and see what Vancouver can do with them. And, you know, they desperately want him to be home, but, you know, I also don't think Vancouver wants to pay a ton of his contract, no. uh, you know, or retain it, uh, to wherever he ends up. Um, so yeah, their, their, their organization is in a chaos, you know, right now well and uh we'll see them on uh thursday as Mm -hmm. you mentioned the wild will be taking the uh the war room on the road and so we'll take a look at what the wild have in store this week including a home and home against the only other team outside the playoff picture that is still fighting for a spot we'll talk about that as we continue today's episode of locked on wild after this Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want to deal with all the fat and calories? Well, you've got to try Built Bar then. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That is not a typo. 100% real chocolate. Plus, they come in some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. If that's not enough of a sell, Built Bars are incredibly healthy too. They contain only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. All this time, if you've ordered Built Bars, you know the agonizing wait, waiting for them to show up at your doorstep after ordering them at Built.com. Well, now there's a quicker option. You can head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club to grab yourself a box of Built Bars today so that you can start your snacking the moment you leave the store. If you don't have a Walmart or Sam's Club handy, you can always head to Built.com and order yourself as many boxes as you'd like. 
Either way, make sure you head to Built.com today to get your snacking started the right way with Built Bar. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Listeners, we'll have a trade deadline primer for you midweek as we gear up for the trade deadline. And then, of course, we'll have uh, a trade deadline recap show for you on Friday, in addition to the Lockdown NHL programming as well. So we get a ton of trade deadline stuff for you. Uh, coming up here this week, Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti. And Alex, busy week for the Wild, but then again, they all are. It seems like yeah. uh, every week is just stacked with games, and it's no exception for the Wild this week as they go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The New York Islanders come to town, a team that is in the thick of the Eastern Conference playoff chase, which is just looking more and more stacked on a daily basis. Timo Meyer headed east. Every player of substance that's been traded so far is basically headed to the Eastern Conference. Uh, and so even though it's the Islanders, team that doesn't really score with that much success, it's still going to be a tough fight on Tuesday. Yeah, they're a pain to play against. And uh, Bo Horvat has just been phenomenal for them. Uh, you know, he had a big shorthanded goal yesterday against the Jets to get the scoring going. And they shut out a high-scoring Jets team. Um, and Sorokin didn't even play. It was Varley, Sir, you know, Varlamov. Um, you know, it kind of seemed like Winnipeg punted that game by playing Riddich. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what, 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 why that was, that decision was made. Um, you ride Hellebuck right now. I mean, he's, you he have no to, level. yeah, just, you can't just afford to just give up games. Um, so that was a very, very interesting uh, decision. Um, you know, Riddich was terrible with Nashville, and then I don't know why Winnipeg thought he'd be a, a great backup option this season. Uh, it's clearly not worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this Islanders team is so hard to play against. Uh, they just can pack it in defensively. They have a really good uh, decor that likes to block a ton of ton of shots, um, and you know uh, they. Um, they play their system so well, um, you know, um, and Anders Lee has been phenomenal for them. Brock Nelson, you know, so you got you know the Minnesota contingency um, with, with, uh, with the Islanders that loves to play against their home uh, hometown team. Um, and so it's going to be an absolute battle. The last game was too. Uh, the Islanders had a lead against the wild and uh, gave it, gave it, choked it up late. Um, so, Hopefully the Wild can get the first goal against them and set the you know set the tone against the Islanders. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the goalie splits because I have a uh, particular way I'd like to see this week play out. But we'll go through the games first. Uh, then after Tuesday, the Wild head on the road against Vancouver on Thursday. Vancouver out of it. The Rick Tockett era is uh, is in full swing after Bruce Boudreau was hung out to dry for a week and then fired. Um, still going to be better about that, but, uh, yeah, the Canucks trying to get themselves back on track, but even with a new coach, it's still a team that is largely devoid of talent. They've got some higher end players at the top of the roster, but beyond that, not great. 
Yeah, their decor is horrendous, and uh, without Demko, they uh, <laughs> they don't have much goaltending um, either. Uh, Delia um, or this Martin kid, um, it's 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 not it's not good. Um, and you know, Elias Pettersson's having just an insane year uh, on a really bad team. But uh, like you said, not a ton of depth. Um, you know, the Wild smoked them the last time they played. Um, you know, and so. I'm expecting the same thing. It's another another game where you you need the two points. Um, don't don't give Vancouver any life. Uh, get get that early lead, and then you know hope that they just kind of self destruct like uh, Columbus did yesterday. Vancouver on the season, and I know this doesn't mean much because Elvis Mers Lincoln's his numbers were coming into yesterday's game abysmal uh the canucks as a team have a 3.95 goals against average and an 878 save percentage as a team (laughs) brutal that's why they are where they are you know uh you look at their decor um other than hughes i mean tyler myers has been awful oliver ekman larson's been awful it just the list goes on and on they just don't have the talent back there and they're going to uh, trade Luke Shen here in a couple days. I'm sure he's going to be <laughs> one of the top targets. And now that what we saw, you know, uh, what Nashville uh, got, uh, they're going to want the house for Luke Shen. So um, yeah, it's going to be, going to be interesting to see what Vancouver does and see if they trade JT Miller as well. And Brock Besser. I, it'd be, it'd probably be the the right approach to take with prices at an all-time high, but um, I guess we'll see if uh, if that ends up being the case. But then after that, you've got the home-and-home home tilt, the, uh, the tilt against the Calgary Flames at Calgary on Saturday, and then I believe they – it's either Monday or Tuesday of next week. I want to say it's Tuesday that they play um, the second game. But, yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like – Hey, play the same team two games in a row, but just have like four days off in between. Yeah, man. again, we always talk about this. The this schedule has just been crazy. I mean, bonkers. The Wild, the Wild had another team yesterday on the back end of a back to back. I don't know how it keeps happening, uh, but now you got this weird schedule quirk too, where there's a couple off days in between uh, with a home and home there. Um, yeah, it makes. <laughs> It just makes no sense. Um, you know, um, it, it, well, the good thing is at least uh, um, if you want to ride the same goalie twice, you can you can do that and not have to worry about the back-to-back switching. So depending on how the first one goes. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Calgary, such a weird team to figure out and uh, what direction they're headed. And, uh, you know, they have one of the oldest coaches in the league and he's very old school and, um, they have some young talent that's starting to come in too. And, uh, I just don't know if it's totally meshing yet. Um, and, um, you make a big trade in the off season and, um, your star that you signed to a massive extension to and Jonathan Huberdro, um, you know, he barely is over the, over the double digit mark, um, here, which, Jeez. uh, and you know, you know, you knew Kadri, the scoring was probably going to go down a little bit just yeah. that Colorado team, but it's nowhere near where they thought it would be either. Um, but that's kind of what you 
um, you take that risk for, uh, you know, 32 plus uh, year old um, player, um, you know, they're kind of starting to go in, in the decline, just the way the NHL is now. Um, <laughs> it's crazy to think that, you know, <laughs> um, that 32 is kind of like a fossil these days, but uh <laughs> yeah, because uh, I I myself am older than thirty two. Right, and I, I, that's that's where I'm about to be here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think that with athletes. But um, yeah, the game the game continues to get younger and, and faster. Um, and I don't know, it's uh, Calgary just is not getting the goaltending they they need. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is kind of turning into Mike Smith, which is, oh. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll never forget. Mike Smith is legendary um, playoff performances oh <laughs> so that... last spring was just was you know top top of the list i felt so bad and you know it's bad when a clearing attempt finds a way to just slip past you and at that point you're just like <laughs> You just look at McDavid and dry settle. And it's like, oh man. It's like I am so sorry. sorry. But it's funny too. There are two teams in well, three that have benefited from the overtime point the most. Dallas with twelve overtime losses. Calgary and San Jose. Well, just weird that they're in that mix too. <laughs> yes. But those three teams have 12 points that they have achieved by simply getting the game to overtime. And so if you look at it for Calgary, they are on the season 27 and 33. And still in a a chance at the playoffs. Just in the thick of the wild card chase. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, Gary Bettman's NHL. Don't even get me started on that. I I did a rant on the Dallas Stars the other day about that. It's it's great that a team that has amongst they, they actually have the lowest amount of wins amongst <laughs> playoff teams right now. The Dallas Stars at 31. <laughs> and so uh cool that a 31 and 28 team is leading the division. <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> That's not sustainable either, you know. No. Uh, uh, you know? And so again, to come full full circle and finish things up today, I, I would love to give another round of applause to the Tampa Bay Lightning for grossly overpaying and throwing the trade market completely out of whack. Thank you for doing your part to facilitate this madness. I don't know. Maybe Bill Guerin finds a way to take advantage of this. <laughs> Yeah. If he does round of applause, um, you know, uh, and the Billy goats will be happy and yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. With that, uh, that's, I think that's where we're going to leave it here for today. So we'll see how things play out. Make sure to keep an eye out for the trade deadline primer. Although actually it's probably a good thing that we haven't done it yet because now you just are going to have like part two of the trade deadline. Uh, after the Geno trade. So uh, look for that midweek as we gear up for the trade deadline on Friday. We'll have you covered here on Lockdown Wild. So make sure you stay close as we keep you up to date throughout the course of the season. Subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, social media, 
We've got you covered. Plus, we have a uh, huge reveal coming later today that is March Madness themed. So keep an eye out for that as well. All part of the content we bring you here at Lockdown Wild. So make sure you follow along. We are bringing you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.